Southside San Jose, shout out. Shout out. Um, but in just listening to that second verse, Kendrick was talking about um, different um, protests and different riots that are thrown, you know, for social issues, so on and so forth. And he specifically was talking about how, you know, you'll probably make some noise with your voice, probably. And after. You know, the, no, the news posts an article, addresses the issue, says, oh, we're going to try to fix it, and shows even the slightest attempt at what is a pathetic excuse for effort. Um, we're quick to go back to our daily program stuck in our ways. And over Easter weekend, Pastor Bill from FCC was talking about this scientific study that had to do with monkeys and cocaine and simply just studying behavior. And so what would happen is the monkeys were in a contained environment and um, they had a lever that had access. Every time they pulled this lever, they were given a dosage of cocaine. And obviously once they realize all I have to do is pull the lever to receive another fix, obviously they they did that at an abundant rate. Um, and you know, whenever they needed their fix, they instantly pulled that lever. Um, so then, after these monkeys were basically had become addicted to the cocaine the researcher shut off access to the cocaine and uh, the pastor had us guess how many times we think it took that monkey to stop pulling the lever after he realized he was no longer going to receive any cocaine and the number was 12,800 times that that monkey had to pull the lever without receiving cocaine in return before he finally stopped. 12,800 times. Cold turkey undecided by his own will. So, you know, obviously when we go cold turkey, it's under our own will. So it's much easier for us to fail because we give ourselves access. Um, However, I want to make that a point to see in both that verse that Kendrick was saying and in that scientific study that you are going to fail miserably multiple times at trying to break the deepest, darkest habit that you have. You're going to fail at least 12,800 times. That I can probably say. You're talking over the course of time. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he pulled it like at least 2,000 times in that first day. So, you know what I'm saying? So that didn't take very long for him. We're talking about much longer projects and much deeper things that take longer. Um, You know, so maybe it's not 12,800 times. But I can guarantee you that it's going to take a lot of, you know, failures and successes to finally overcome whatever that addiction or that habit is. Um, That being said, you know, we did change in habits for episode eight. And even though 
we had great intentions and even though we want to overcome things that doesn't necessarily apply to the success in that um and you know that was one episode so that was one attempt um that you would have to reapply over and over and over um you know and so what happens with us human nature we you know we fail um at trying to change that and we fail again and we fail again and we fail again until the point where we finally decide you know what this is just who i am and accepting that and taking that and you know not you know you then just become numb to it you know and um it's just it's just interesting it's just like you are going to fail. The thing that you're trying to fix that you are having the hardest time fixing, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in the first time. You know, if you're the, one of those fortunate ones that's able to just cold turkey and drop it, then awesome. But what I hear a lot in the health industry, a lot of trainers ask their clients, how many times do you want to lose this weight? You don't want to lose the weight twice. You want to lose the weight once and yeah. keep it off. Yeah. So one objective is getting rid of it. The other objective is keeping it away. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's easy to get healthy. It's not easy to stay healthy. Right. Um, for most, and mo- majority of people can't even get healthy, let alone stay there because they haven't gotten to that point where they can even get there. Right. So that being said, it's going to be okay. Keep trying. You are tr- you're addressing this problem for a reason and you need to. And, uh, you know, don't give up on the first couple signs of difficulty. I think the giving up part needs to be addressed from the perspective of, like, are, are you about it or, or not? Um, because there's a certain aspect that's going to come into play of knowing that you're going to fail 12,000 times. Yeah. Why address the question of am I going to keep going after the thousandth attempt? Right. Like, why address it then? Like, why not address it at failure number one and just keep going and not having to rethink about, okay, am I going to keep, am I really going to keep doing this? Am I really going to keep doing this? Like, why, why do we always get to, to a place where we're just so fed up with failure, we accept failure? Like, why don't we ever go past that point in being so fed up with failure that we refuse to accept it and we continue to, to hammer through the walls that are being put up in our lives? Like, it just, it drives me insane to even converse with people who who really aren't about it they rather talk about it more than they're actually going to continue to go down that grueling path of the things that they need to rid themselves of it's it's frustrating for for me as somebody who i see as i've been beaten on the same wall i've been beaten on the same prayer i've been beaten on the same not addiction but uh necessarily i've been beaten on the same thing that uh i feel i've been called to break through and it's going to take a long time Um, my question you know to everybody listening is when was the last time you tried something for the first time 
and you were successful, or good, or, like, excellent, or, you know what I'm saying, like, just beyond exceptional, I don't, I don't know, like, anything that I've ever tried that had a great deal of difficulty that I was just, like, killed it the first time, and didn't have to at least try a couple of times, even with, like, video games, like, you don't just play COD for the first time, and you're just out there just, like, headshots only, right. you know what I'm saying, like, there's a degree of repetition, there's a degree of losing right. in anything, um, but I, I think it's, you know, it's also more important to start to acknowledge, like, why these things have a hold on you, addressing that something has a hold on you is good, and to be honest, your family will accept that you've identified the problem. And they'll take that as you're working on the problem. But you and I both know that you're not. Oh, yeah, this is what's wrong, Mom. Like, I'm, I got it. It's fine. This is the problem. I know it. I've realized it. You know what? I had to figure it out, and I'm there. I got it. And because you're saying that you know what the problem is, people assume that you're working on it. Right. And not the case. And everybody says, oh, well, the first step to fixing the problem is identifying that you have one. Yeah. So people assume that because you've identified the problem that you are actually on a good trajectory to solving it. Though that may be the right direction, Doesn't mean you're that you're that not there yet. Yeah. That is the first step out of four, not the last one. Right. So, yes, identifying the problem is the first step. But don't allow achieving the first step to like content you to where you're just like oh, okay well I know what the problem is now now I can kill another month trying to figure out a way to attack it and then I can spend another month acting like I'm actually taking those active steps and then I can spend another month making excuses as to why my false attempts didn't work you know what I'm saying like how much time are you going to kill I think people don't look at it in a in a time perspective of how long it's actually going to take for them to get rid of whatever they're going to get rid of. They they rather take it at a at a day at a time, which is not a which is not a bad concept to use. Um, but at the same time, when you when you start taking it at a day at a time and you fail, it's like oh, I I got tomorrow, and you're like okay. At what point do you decide to not allow yourself to keep putting things off for tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day? You're, you're, it's like, oh, well, I can I can start my New Year's resolution on February 3rd and not because I went out on the 2nd, but not February 3rd, January 3rd or the January 2nd. It's like, how, how long are you going to continue to put it off just because you have the next day? When you look at it at, at the bigger scale of, okay, pretty sure scientifically it takes three months to break an addiction um, to, to break a, a bad habit I'm not necessarily saying it's a, a, an addiction like you have a, a hair, you're a heroin addict or something I have no idea how long that's going to actually take um, to break the, the addiction but I know somebody who, who struggles with uh, prescription pills and he's like dude I fight it every day I literally fight the temptation every day I, I haven't relap relapsed in, in um, 
a year, but I still fight the temptation every day. And so hmm. when do you go from the point of not looking at it from the day by day, but um, resolving in like, you know what, like I have this long chunk of time that I'm putting myself in between or I'm putting the, the addiction in between my relapse or my failure like when do you when do you get to that moment where you're like you know what nah uh, I'm not doing it ever ever again like I know it's going to be a struggle but I'm not doing it ever ever again there there needs to be that resolve or that switch in the mindset of enough of failure I'm not accepting failure anymore and there's like a I don't I don't even know how to say it but I just feel like a lot of us are living in this made up world in our heads. Oh. And it's just like, you're so afraid of something that is not real. And uh, you just, you're literally giving that thing power over you. Yeah. Like just from the base concept, like. The power of addiction is very real. It's very real. But uh, at the same time, it's very real because you made it real. Um, we are the only creatures on this earth that have the power to bring something that isn't seen into existence. Something can really be made from something that isn't seen. So the thought that is in your head has the power through you to be made real in the same way your addiction and that is that is driving you to um, fall into temptation to fall into all these different sorts of things has been made real through your thought into the action of what you're doing so I completely understand that the things that you struggle with are very real it's a very it's a very real temptation but when you understand that you you made the thing that you, you're struggling with um, through your own actions I think that's when it changes to a shift of power of no I created this thing so now I have the power to dismantle it and to destroy it that's what I was going to say is the same power that your mind used to make this thing real is the same power that it obtains to disprove that reality. And, um, you know, the thing is that we just don't take any sit down quiet time to like really actually dwell on the things that we have struggles with. Yeah. It's okay to struggle. I'm not like blaming you. I have my own struggles. I have my own addictions. But me sulking in the fact that it's hard, I'm going to do anything for anybody. If I wanted to focus on my addictions, how could I focus on COTM? Yeah. And, um... Yeah. Oh, she got her back. Yay. Um. 
was gonna say something. Um, what I was gonna say. You were um, focusing on your addiction. You can't focus really on anything else. Um, Same power. Um, Father, thank you for today. Um, thank, and thank you for uh, once again bringing us to a, a place where we can communicate with you openly. And um, get the opportunity and the honor to allow or to have you speak through us, Lord. Um, to reach people who... Um, may be struggling with a, a specific addiction, Lord, or maybe they know somebody who's struggling with addiction, Father. So I, I just pray that you um, you use your, your divine wisdom and your divine power to, to speak through us and, and touch people and give them answers that they've, been they've had questions to and um, just give them confirmation on things that they need to go out and do to dismantle those things that have... Uh, that have been that have been made very real through their own thoughts, um, but in the understanding that you are bigger, Lord, that they can they can destroy those things. And in your mighty Son's name, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, I guess you know the real question that just needs to be acknowledged is like, do you even want to break it? Yeah. Um, because. If you don't want to, then of course you're not going to. Um, you know, if you're just like, if that addiction is a, a level of comfort um, through some form of escapism, whether it's, you know, ingesting something or food or drugs or, you know, hang, just hanging out with people so that you don't have to focus on yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, we all have different escapes and we all have different, you know, methods and techniques. And, you know, we all what it comes down to is um, wanting to tackle the integrity because your integrity is what you do and what you think and what you say and how you act when people are not around. Yeah. Um, it's wanting, like literally desiring to work on that. Um, I think that personally changes everything. Um you know, and so, for example, if you have, I think we talked about it in maybe the combo that needed to happen about different personalities and fe and feeding, you know, different sides of you, whether you have your family, you, your church, you. That was with Candace. Right. Um, but we talked about it a little bit before that. Did we? I think so. I, I don't remember what episode it was, but I know we talked about it, at least touched on it. And, um... The problem is that, you know, your addiction is behind all of those different versions of you. 
Um, so it's, it, it, it rears its head. It really rears its head in any possible situation. And you just think about it and you dwell on it. And now that's all you think about and you go right to it. If you want to be released from that, the formula is very, very simple. The execution is very, very difficult. Hmm. Um, you know, the formula is taking that addiction and replacing it with Jesus. That's that's literally it. <laughs> that's it. And when you reach a, I'm not saying that I'm here yet, but when you reach a level of understanding with him and peace within him, you can pray on something one time and know it's already done and release it from your stresses and your worries, knowing that he's taking care of it. Right. Yes, there are times where you will pray for the same thing over and over and over and over to really drive it home. Yeah. But it really only takes one genuine intended prayer to bring that breakthrough. Or what it really is, is you being able to declare to your God that you know that he's going to break through it. You don't know how, you don't know when, but that you know that he is and you thank him for it before he even does it. thing you said um, you're always doing it without really knowing that you're doing it is you're quoting scripture uh, Philippians 3.12 um, and he's talking about what it means to um Press on in the perfection of, uh, not the perfection, but press on in the walking in righteousness um, fully um, and what that'll do for your life. Um, and what he said was, not that I already have obtained um, or I have already achieved these things that I have reached, that I have preached to you, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus has possessed for me. And that's literally what you just said. It's not that I have this already. Right. What I'm telling you is if you replace uh, the things that you're struggling with with God, um, God already has a victory that you need. And if you really want that, then you'll get it from him. But if you really don't, you'll you'll find excuses of why you're not breaking through the things that you need to break through. You'll find reasons to uh, essentially relapse. Um, not to say that if you do fail, you're like you're going out to fail on purpose. It's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, uh, you'll come across a, so many. You're going to come up against so many so many attempts and so many failures that there has to be a breaking point of you're just sick of failing and you're going to get the right answer. Um, you're going to get the right uh, equation for you to break through whatever you need to break through. And that equation is Jesus. Um, speaking from 
personal experience. I know that a lot of us also, we do this with our dreams and our uh, addictions that we don't want to present them to God. Mm-hmm. And um, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's pride, whether it's disbelief, you know, a lack of faith. I get it. <laughs> like, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I just think people are, uh, oh, that's true. No, that's, that's a good point. It really is a good point. I think the biggest thing is people are comfortable with the things that they're addicted to. And or if they are addicted, they refuse to admit that they're addicted. And, uh, I mean, the term, the phrase is, you know, that the work will speak for itself. You know, if I'm, uh, you know, telling the people around me like, oh yeah, you know, I'm trying to eat right. I'm trying to get clean. I'm trying to be healthy. Um, but I'm getting fast food every night at two, three in the morning when nobody's around. Mm -hmm. They might not see that, but they'll see that I haven't lost weight in X amount of time. Yeah. So if you're really eating clean, you're like where's, where's you're only going to see at? one result. Yeah. Like you're only going to see one result. You're not going to, you know, suddenly dynamically change your diet and be 100% clean and you look exactly the same There's after no way. even after like a week. Right. Um and so, you know, I'll go back to it. It's just that we don't present it to him and um, you know, we think like I said, even with God, we do this with our family, but even with God, that you'll, you think that addressing it is going to fix it and saying, oh, this is what it is. I've identified it, God. This is the problem. That is still not going to fix it. Faith without works is dead. It is dead in any fashion, whether it's you know, like, for example, um, a lot of disbelief, and I said this in Candace's episode, a lot of disbelief with people and God is, well, how could God let all these bad things happen, blah, blah, like, why would, why don't we have world peace? Right. And the problem, maybe not the only problem, but a problem is that people pray for world peace without praying to be a part of world peace. Mm-hmm. You want something that you don't want to be a part of. You're asking for something that you don't want to be a part of. Don't ask for world peace unless you're asking for a step in involvement in it. Right. Um, You know, are you asking him to move through other people or are you asking him to move through you? Mm. Um, And, I mean, you asking him to move through other people is great and all, um, but he wants to do impossible things through you. So... He has something for you, too. Yeah. Um, it's scary. Right. <laughs> it's scary as heck. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and just to touch on that um, and what you're asking him to do and presenting it to him, like, what what is your intimate time with God look like? If you're just bringing it to him and saying, God, I have this issue during the day and I need you to do this for me and uh, I believe that you're going to do it. Okay, thanks. Bye. And your intimate time with God lasts all of 10 seconds of your day. And maybe you read a verse later, and that's about it. Um, When's the last time your habit or addiction reared its head 
and you hesitated out of a desire to change. Mm. When's the last time your addiction popped up and you actually tried to fight it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, I get that the natural tendency is that it pops up and you subconsciously just react and go with it. But when's yeah. the last time you tried to hold yourself back from it, even if you failed, even yeah. if you failed, but that you at least were like, no, I know I shouldn't. Right. I know I shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, when's the last time you got there? If you're there all the time, then you're close. But if you're not even there, then like you don't want to change. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are there, I, I would challenge you to to think about how long those <coughs> how long those fights last. Um, even if you are failing, how long do those fights last? Um, the the persistence of the fight. Um, are you going to be determined to wear it down, or are you only going to fight for as long as you get tired and and then you just give in? And there's so many so many instances in the Bible where people were just absolutely exhausted and tired, but they still fought. They still fought. They still fought. And they still fought and still didn't see the victory, but then they still fought and then they still fought and then they got the victory. Like how, how long are you willing to fight to get rid of this thing that you need to get rid of is really the question. Um, the, uh, Walls of Jericho was like a 400-year promise. Man. <laughs> 400 years. Y'all not about it, man. <laughs> Y'all not about it. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. Man. You know, and that's why God can't unleash your blessings until you praise him. Mm. Like, come on. Until you praise him. Like, if you get into the state where you're already praising for the thing that you're going to get, like, you know you're fighting. You know you're fighting. Because you're in you're in the midst of losing, and you're like, nah. Like, I, I'm not accepting this. And even from, like, a secular standpoint, a secular standpoint, let's just talk about success in business, right? All the best entrepreneurs, all these crazy rags-to-riches stories and all this, the headlines that you hear about are because people use that one thing that's, that held them back as their advantage and as their testimony and like-minded people gravitated and supported them and it became a movement and they were successful. Yeah. And now they all they do is help the people that had the same issues that they had yeah. or fill the void that they were missing. So it's just like in any aspect, um, you know, that's, that's what it is. And so your, you know, your break is going to be your breakthrough, you know, what breaks you will break through. Um, but you know, I, I know somebody that is addicted to feeling bad and addicted to, you know, self-destruction out of fear of failure, mm. out of fear of not knowing, oh, well, since I don't know, I'm just going to sabotage everything that I try. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm gonna sab- you know it's just that way I can never say that I fully tried and right. failed. Oh well I haven't failed because I haven't tried. Right. Oh I don't know. I haven't really given it hundred percent. Like yeah I came up short. Oh yeah I should have been great at this. Oh yeah I should have done this. Yeah, yeah I should have done this. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like how long are you gonna be tired of like mm. your parents' friends telling you like, Oh, like I thought this, you know, I thought you were gonna be this and da 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 like damn, like doesn't that dig? But <laughs> you know, but he Seriously. but that person is just destroying themselves like over and over and over in so many different ways. Um because they simply don't want to face the thing that they're running away from. And it's just like, you're like, guys, life is like short, but man, a hundred years is a long time. Like 80 years is a long time. 60 years is a long time. So it's just like, don't don't, live with that. Yeah. It's like, don't let something that's holding you back right now control the rest of your life. Like, guys, people live and die in fear every day. Mm. They don't have to. And they don't have to. Man. And I guess all I'm trying to say is it doesn't got to be pretty, but the job has got to get done. I'm not saying that I understand you or your addiction, because I definitely don't. Um... But I know that there are some base things that we forget and we constantly look over the little things, you know, too worried about the big things, whether it's on a good extreme or a bad extreme. You know, we're so worried about the full extent of the dream that we neglect the footsteps that need to be put in place. We're so worried about this fear or this addiction that we neglect the little footsteps that we need to take to overcome it. Um... You know, mountains and valleys, but there's um Shmina sent me something earlier today. There can be no revival where there is no death. Too many are expecting God to move where he isn't welcomed. God wants to fill his people up. But we have to be willing to empty ourselves in his presence. And what that meant to me on this topic specifically um, was if you don't get to that breaking point where you're just exhausted of failing, um, it's not it's not even that you're exhausted of the fight because you've obviously been fighting for so long and you keep failing. But. If you don't get exhausted to the point of, or to the exhausted from failing, you'll never um, bring yourself empty to God in your intimate time to allow him to fill you up the way he needs to fill you up so you can have the strength to continue on the fight that you're fighting to break this addiction. Like you, Which is why I kind of, asked how your intimate time is with God because if your intimate time with God is where you're really full and um, of on your own self understanding and on your own self belief and on your own self strength then you're gonna um, go to God with a, not necessarily that prayers need to be long but your your time is with God is really just gonna be like eh 
God, I need your help with this. And, and that's about it. it. When you go to God and you're completely empty, like you've, you're, you just at a loss for words, you, you haven't um, been able to be successful on your own understanding and on your own um, self-strength. You're going to continue to you're going to continue to fail. You're literally going to continue to fail. If you feel like you're being emptied and you're being drained, it's probably not from the enemy. It's probably from God. So he can get you to a point where you're going to go to him and just be like, I, I need everything you got because I ain't got nothing. When you find out that you can operate on nothing and you didn't die and then you go and you pray and God fills you up with what you asked for him to fill you up with and you feel so full that you're overflowing it, it's, it's probably one of the best feelings in the world because you not because that you're full but because you know that you operated while you were empty and that's that's like man if I'm full right now and I feel like I can go this far like I know I can even go further than that because I, I was empty and I was still moving. I was still going forward. I still survived. I think just from like a rational perspective, there's still a degree of perspective that like we need like guys in the country that we live in. And most I think all of our followers are in California. <laughs> so, bro, if you are scared except for Brandon shout out Hawaii <laughs> if you are scared and you are afraid of this mysterious rock bottom that you don't even know what it looks like and you allow that to cripple you mm. and you live in California let me just tell you your degree of failure is so different than anybody outside of this state man so different like guys like oh my god like I I can't even <laughs> Man, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing is like, you know, you're so afraid and like so reactive to that fear and so just balled in by it. Yeah. And it's like if you fail miserably in California, you can move one state over, whether it's Washington, Oregon, Arizona. You can go to any of those places and you're being perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. And it's perfectly a fine. whole lot cheaper. You don't need to make six figures in either of those places Man. to be comfortable. Wow. And that's the worst part is that we're scared of just like the slightest miscomfort. Wow. We can't like have a one bedroom studio wow. and that's like fail. You like Come that's on. failure. Like right. <laughs> what are you what? talking about? If you know right now, if you're listening to this episode right now and you know where your next meal is coming from mm. and your rent is paid you're chilling. Did your provider not say, I will feed you, clothe you, and shelter you? Jeez. Like, what are you really afraid of? Right. Right. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. this is so light. Mm. We're like, this is so light. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And everything you're dealing with is internal, and nothing is external. You're letting internal things affect your external world. There is nothing in this world that can harm you that bad. I don't know if you know this. How powerful is your body to where you've been able to put these drugs in your body consistently for years and yet you're still operating? You've been able to put this glutton and all this crappy processed food in your body time and time and time and time and time and time again 
and you're still alive and you're still operating and you're still moving quickly when you want to. Mm. Like, mm. do you know how powerful you are? Like, I don't no. think you understand that. No, they don't, Rudy. This is so basic. <laughs> like, you are so strong internally that you can treat yourself like crap for decades and survive it. Mm. Like, really, what is ro- what is rock bottom? What is really rock bottom? You're not in the career that you want to be in? Like, for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's rock. That's failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about the billions of people that don't even have daily water access. Wow. <laughs> like, what are you freaking afraid of? Right. Holy crap. Daily water You're worried access. about your drug addiction Man. and your alcohol addiction. That's got power over you. Man. Mm. I'm... Get a new the perspective wor- of the world. The wow, worst part is real. that there's billions of people, even if in your fucked up situation, excuse me for saying that, <laughs> there's billions and millions of people, millions of people that wish they were in your shoes to have the opportunity to decide for themselves. You have that opportunity and there's millions to billions of people that do not. Yeah. They can't think for themselves because their government doesn't allow it. Mm. They don't have access to water. They don't have access to food. Mm. They're scrutinized and killed for being Christian and believing what you believe. Yeah. Even worse, there's Christians in this world that persecute others for what they believe. Mm. So... You have the best opportunity in front of you. You can decide for yourself and you have access to all the things that your provider said he would give you. And yet you still have little faith, Peter. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> You're walking on water, Peter. Oh. What no. are you doing? Oh no. I uh. turned the 5 and the 2 into 5,000. You oh, saw it. Oh. You saw my blood turn into wine. You saw my body turn into bread. Oh, you man. walked on the water. You saw you saw it all and you still don't believe. Man. What is it going to take? The best part about what he just said <laughs> is it's okay that you don't realize that you're walking on a miracle. It is okay. Because even when Jesus died and Peter was like, "Screw it. I'm going back and doing what I know to do whether it's you going back to your addiction and just because it's comfortable Peter went back to fishing because it was comfortable Jesus still came back to him and said no I didn't call you to do that I did not call you to do that it's all right come back come back I forgive you I forgive you cast your net on the other side Peter threw it back on the other side and caught a haul that was unbelievable even though he was out there fishing for hours and didn't catch nothing I'm believing that whoever's listening to this right now, you're you're going to catch a haul that's that's unbelievable and it's going to draw you that much closer to God because he's called you to do something. Um, and man, uh, break that addiction is, is one, but it's so much bigger than the addiction. It's uh, the addiction is going to be a testimony that you're going to be able to help somebody else get free of something that uh, they've been in bondage to. Um, man. You guys are out there walking on miracles. You really are. You're walking on water and you don't even know it. Um, keep it in perspective, really, really, really. Your our God is so much bigger than those things that you're struggling with. Um, wow, great analogy, Rudy. Uh, dear God, I thank you for this day. Um, I thank you for the weather in California right now, Father, and. Um, I proudly thank you for these addictions that we're dealing with. 
And Father, I pray if there's anything that you do through us, that you do it through those addictions. Allow us to present those addictions to you and allow you to work through them. The blessings are within what we have left, not in what we've lost. And allow us to remember that. Write it down. Whatever you need to do, allow us to have that in the front of our mind at all times, Father. I pray that when these habits pop up and they rear their heads, that we're reminded of you and your grace and your comfort and that you can fill any void, no matter how big or how small, and that you fit any hole. Mm. Allow us to remember that you have a plan and a purpose and a calling and blessings for each and every one of us to do very unique things in your name, Father. And I pray that we can see the glory in our weaknesses and we can see the blessings in our setbacks. And I just pray this humbly in your name that we feel your love at this moment. Jamal and I are here. That's already two or more. So anybody listening to this, I pray that they feel that extension of you from our two or more, Father. And I just thank you for everything. I thank you for the addictions. I thank you for the talents, the skills, everything that we have, the good and the bad, the bad you've used for good, the bad you will use for good, and the good that you use for greatness. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. We out. Later.